you know any places any Sega nerds hang out around here? Welcome to the Sega Nerdcast 116. And with me this week we have not Chris, but Requiem. Hey buddy, how's it going? I'm doing fine, man. How are you today? <laughs> yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Yeah. Um Chris is trying to join us at the moment, but he's having audio problems. Um yeah, he uh, basically his microphone's not working, so he may pop up later in the show as like a special guest, but right now it's just us, buddy. How's it going? Oh man, it's doing, I'm doing okay. It's a nice snowy weekend up here, so we're doing nice. okay. Nice, yeah. It's meant to be snowing in the UK, but where I am, it's been raining all day, so we haven't had the lovely, fluffy white stuff that Christmas should bring. But hopefully, <laughs> raining in the UK. <laughs> I know, big surprise. What's going on there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to lately? Uh, it's been a while, I think. So, oh I god, I'm not gonna go. Yeah, I won't go too far back. Just yeah, recently this this past weekend, like I said, it's been a lot of snow. So we've been playing with the kids in the snow. Uh, yesterday had some. Surprise appointments for both my kids. My oldest daughter has braces, and we're sitting down eating some Taco Bell. And she takes one bite, and she starts fiddling with her mouth. Like, What's going on? She goes, I think I broke my braces. Oh, God. <laughs> so I got to take it to an orthodontist on a Saturday. And then while I'm there, my wife texts me and says, I think, you know, my youngest daughter, so I'm pretty sure she's sick, and I need to take her to a doctor. So I got back, we switched cars. And so she took her to the doctor, and I, I won't go too much into what was wrong with her but uh yeah so it was a it was a fun weekend so far um but yeah otherwise let's see most recent movie i saw was justice league mm. in theaters which, no, no spoilers but was it good yeah, mm. i enjoyed it but i uh, yeah i don't want to go too far everyone has their own opinion about this thing so i'm not gonna go too much into it i think it's fine it's pretty good it's pretty obvious that it's kind of a hodgepodge of different ideas with the directors changing midway through and all that sort of thing but it's a fun functional movie and it's not nearly as um it's it's a lot more lighthearted. if you've got kids you can absolutely take your kids to see this but whereas like batman versus superman tries to do a lot of deep things with the movie or you know touch on some other themes this one doesn't do any of that it's just a kind of a i don't want to call it silly because i don't want to put it down too much but just say they try to make it just a fun movie with all these characters okay so if you want to see something deeper like the dc universe has tried to do whether you think that's successfully or not then you're going to be disappointed with it if you want them to just do the lighter fare movie that's what this is cool okay so, that's cool so what about you man well uh what have i done um to be honest not a huge amount recently but i've been messing around with my dreamcast capture device because i've kind of got a new one it's not a proper one for gaming it's more of just an av capture device I can catch any av signal and it works my dreamcast so that's good because 
the other thing I've been using is an HD capture thing, which I have to use an HDMI converter, and basically the quality just hasn't been quite right. It's been a bit weird. So, so I'm trying this out. Um, and uh, yeah, I seen a movie as well the other day, which is Thor Ragnarok. Um, it's been out in the what cinemas for a oh, while yeah. now, but um, I hadn't had a chance to see it until the other day, and I loved it. Like I thought it was spot on. I I, I, I love. I thought Thor one, the first one was fine. It wasn't great, but it's still still okay. Um, and then Thor two, I loved, like really, really loved it. And then this one is really okay. either just as good or better. I don't know. Um, I also love the Guardians of the Galaxy sort of get movie. So Ragnarok feels a bit more like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie in a way, like the style of it and the comedy. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I saw that one uh, before I saw Justice League. So yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's definitely a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. Uh, yeah, just messing around and stuff. So yeah, but um, we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about Sega stuff, obviously. So let's go into the newsstand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to take this off, or do you want to do this, or do you want me to be? Um, yeah, I'll do. I'll take this first yeah, one, okay. I guess. Cool. Uh, so since I since I just downloaded it and started trying to play. Um, so Streets of Rage, this is the first Streets of Rage game, has been released on Sega Forever. Uh, awesome. That would be on iOS and, let's see, what else? Is it on anything else yet? Is it on the Android. Uh, Android, yeah. That's it. So it's on iOS and Android, joining all the other Sega Forever titles. For some reason, at least on the iOS store, if you search for Sega Forever, you won't find it. <laughs> you have to search Streets of Rage. Yeah. Uh, that makes it a free download. It's got ads. You can pay to remove the ads. Um, it does have, you know, the entire first game, all three characters you can play as. It has multiplayer support through Wi-Fi, which is cool, which I haven't tried. Um, and you can save the game just with the touch of a button. Although if you have the ad version, you have to watch an ad to save it, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. what I just did. So while waiting for us to get on with this thing, I was like, All right, I'll just download this and start playing a little bit. Uh, the touchscreen controls are still bad. Uh, it does have Bluetooth <laughs> support like all the other games do. And so maybe that makes it work great. But when I hit the save to save the game, it says, do you want to watch an ad to use this feature? Oh, yeah, sure. And so he's trying to sell me some sort of like Hellsberg Diamond or something while I'm waiting for my game to save. Mm, yeah. um, but Streets of Rage being what it is, it's easy enough to play because you don't have to do any too too much like Twitch platforming or anything like that. Uh, but if your experience with the digital buttons is great, I don't think that this is going to change yeah. your mind. I yeah. played it on iOS. I played it on the iPhone, not a, on my iPad. Maybe it's better on an iPad with larger, excuse me, larger buttons. But yeah, I I I, I kind of get that feeling as well because I've got it on my iPod Touch and like yeah. I can I can play it functionally, but like you know if you press um, B and C together, you can do like a backwards attack. Like it's a really mm-hmm. basic, like sort of punch. Oh yeah, I didn't even whatever. try that. Did it work? I, I can't do it I mean, on the touch screen. I just can't do it. I, I don't know. Okay, just, I'm going to try it. Rob, we're sitting here talking yeah. about other stuff, but I'm going to see if I can get that to work. But yeah, um, but yeah, and I don't. I, I actually missed out on the last couple of Sega Forever releases because uh, I actually. My I mean, iPod, you can still my, get them. But... <laughs> no, I can still get them. Yes, I can. Yeah, but basically, my iPod Touch went through the washing machine a little while ago, and oh. so I haven't had an iPod Touch for a good month or so. I managed to get it replaced. Place, but 
the place I got it from is like a second-hand store and they didn't have the same model in stock. I wanted the sixth generation and I wanted it to be 32 gigabytes at least and they just didn't have that. So I had to wait for them to get a new one, and, well, second hand, another second-hand one to come in. So it took a while for that to happen, but I got a new replacement one. Um, but the, well, the reason why I brought that up is that with this one, I don't know if this is the first Sega Forever game to have it, but it's got a rewind button in the top left-hand corner. So, oh yeah, it does. Yeah, it does yeah. have that. So if you if you die, you can quickly press rewind. You go back a few seconds, and you can try the game basically, which is kind of cool. But I'm not sure if that came in a new an update a few a little while ago, or if it's brand new Streets of Rage. But that's kind of a cool. I haven't noticed it in any of the other ones, but yeah, yeah, like you said, that's the first time I saw it was in this was in this new one and i didn't actually test that because i didn't i don't think i even got hit um <laughs> yeah I, don't know, I didn't play it that long i played through you know most of the first stage i think yeah yeah i didn't really get to play it that long either i just um so yeah let's see if we can it, but, uh, do yeah. this double double button reverse attack thing no i don't want to <laughs> yeah i think i just kept jumping in the air or something i was like no i'm trying to punch but it works I don't know. That's the time that you really need buttons you can press, like physical, tactile buttons, I think. Uh, which you just won't ever get with a phone. What? <laughs> you doing Chris? Oh, no, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. Uh, the next news item? No. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Please cut this. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to cut All this right. bit out, I think. I <laughs> Uh, 228. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so there was, what was the, the event? It was the Game Awards, uh, last week, right? Did you actually watch any of the Game Awards? I didn't even realize they were happening. I, think, <laughs> I, I did see something come up on Twitter a little while ago, Sega sort of saying, hey, we've been nominated for these awards. I was like, oh, that's cool. But I very rarely watch award shows. I just don't really care about them. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, basically, I didn't watch it. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I hear something happened. What happened, Requiem? Well, okay, yeah. So, uh, Reggie Fiume was at, if that's how you pronounce the name, the, the guy from Nintendo. He was at the Game Awards. He was up on stage. And you know, several games were announced um, for different platforms uh, as part of the show. And they, they showed a video of Bayonetta 1 and 2 being uh, released for the Nintendo Switch. So... It essentially looks to me like the Wii version of 1 and 2. I think it's going to be on separate cards, just like the Wii U version of Bayonetta 1 and 2 is on separate discs. Um, it's going to be released uh, early next year, I think in February. So if you missed out on the Wii versions of Bayonetta 1 and 2, you still have a chance to play those. Or if you're like Chris and you just keep buying it and selling it off and then wishing you hadn't sold it off, it gives you <laughs> another chance to buy it and sell it again and then regret it in the future. Yeah. Uh, but after they showed that, uh, the host was like, all right, thanks, Reggie, for coming up. And he had the fun with it and was like, oh, I've still got one more thing. And he did announce at that point via a very early, I'm sure, in development teaser that uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming exclusively to Nintendo Switch. Woo. So I think that probably kills any hope of the series returning to anything else but Nintendo platforms for a yeah. while. I know there's some talk about, well, maybe, you know, they could somehow squeeze away Bayonetta 2 and get on PC or something like that. Uh, But uh, considering that, like, Bayonetta 2 was a big reason why I wound up 
uh, getting a Wii U, I think, yeah, the three is another reason to get a Switch if you're a big Sega fan or a fan of that game because both of the games have been so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, no release date, no real story details, just a image of her fighting and then a three after this medallion breaks in half and kind of shows a three in the cracks. So no details other than Platinum Games, Nintendo Switch exclusive, Bayonetta 3. Um, anyway, but uh, did you play any of the, the Bayonetta 2? Did you play the second one yet? I played briefly. I got it on the Wii U. I only got my Wii U quite late, so I played it very... I, haven't really, I didn't finish it. I, I remember I started playing it, and then I guess life happened. I, just, I haven't had my Wii U out for a long time. So, yeah, um, yeah I've got it, though. I have played uh, some of it. Um, I played quite a lot of Bayonetta 1 when it came back out on the PC again. Like, I played it originally on the Xbox, and when it came on PC earlier this year, I played the hell out of it then, because uh, I reviewed it for um, the magazine and Sega Nerds. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was brilliant. I, I, I just love Bayonetta. Uh, it's such a cool game, and uh, slightly shame it's not coming out on all platforms. I'd love it to see it on you know Xbox One and PS4 as well. But uh, I guess I guess I'm happy to just be on one console rather than no consoles. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bayonetta two only exists because Nintendo made it exist, and so for that reason, I have to just grin and bear it. Take it. Like, yeah. All right. Exactly. And- <laughs> but I would I would prefer to play it on a PS4 or, or a Xbox if I had a, yeah the new Xbox console which I don't yeah uh, yeah so <laughs> cool but um yeah so other than that at the awards there was uh yeah Persona Five won the best RPG at the Game Awards which is pretty damn awesome I'd say yeah that is cool it's, I don't think it's necessarily that surprising considering how popular the persona games are uh but uh but I'm trying I, to remember what it was going up against it the, had a the game was it a pretty stiff competition for that particular I can't R- remember the RPG. Oh, I don't know I, as I said I didn't watch See, the show so I'm not sure but the game awards are like a western thing aren't they they're not Japanese is that right or yeah it was a, it's a western thing yeah because yeah, I think the persona games their, their popularity only seems to have come in the last few years like uh, from what I can tell I mean they've always been, sort of been around but it seems like Persona 5 was suddenly like exploded like everyone was like oh my god this game's amazing and uh, yeah it's I, I don't know I'd never really before, before Persona 4 I'd never really heard of the Persona games much but I'm not hugely into Japanese RPGs um but yeah, then Persona Four came out. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And then Persona Five, everyone was like, "Oh my god, Persona Five! Whoa!" So it, 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 it kind of—I think it's kind of—it did surprise me a little bit. They got one of the best RPG. I mean, it, it probably deserves it. I've not actually played it. I don't have a PS4, so I haven't actually played it. Uh, but um, uh, from everything I've heard, it sounds amazing. So I do want to play it. But yeah, I just. I, I for some reason I assumed like Final Fantasy or something might be up against it. And, yeah, yeah looking Fantasy. at I did find the list. It's go, it went up against Final Fantasy 15, Divi- Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, the new South Park game, the Fractured Butthole, <laughs> and also the uh, Near Automata was uh, the rounded out the best RPG category. So uh, okay, cool. Not, not too bad a competition. Now I do have breaking news. Right. You can, in fact, do the backwards attack. 
and Streets of Rage. It's just really hard to do. <laughs> You're trying. I'm getting it to work about 20% of the time. Right. That's good. <laughs> so there you go. This is a key to your gaming on, or on Streets of Rage to use the back attack. It is. Don't count on it. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Ah, oh, wow, Chris! Oh, no, it's Chris. Oh, God. Chris has entered <laughs> it's the a arena. Christmas miracle. Save us from this horrible disaster, <laughs> man! It's, it's been the most frustrating thing. I've been uh, trying to get on this call for probably the past forty-five minutes. My, uh, I ended up right before we started recording. I restarted my computer because I was having some weird issues, and then it started. I think it's applying the uh, the Windows Creator update or whatever piece of crap update that is and it's taking forever and so then i try to switch to my my windows tablet and it's just not recognizing any of my microphones and i finally end up unplugging my my microphone and plugging it back in and it amazingly just started to work so i don't know what's going on <laughs> oh dear unplugging it and plugging it back in <laughs> I, d- I did that several times before but this time when i did it it popped up and said Windows has updated the or installed the Microsoft or the uh, the the Snowball driver, and so I was like, "Wait a second that that sounds like a good thing." And now I'm pissed off because I I could hear you guys. I was sitting here listening to the show, and I kept wanting to say stuff. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you're doing it wrong. No, I know, I know. I really wanted to talk about Bayonetta because I was so excited about uh, that. Also, Streets of Rage, just one of my all time favorite games. So oh, now I'm dear. bummed out. So we just got done talking about Persona, I guess, right? Yeah, we've just done the news. We've done the whole news section. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Everyone cares. Say what you want to say about it. Everyone out there is like, I don't know what Chris thinks about all this. I really not. I don't think I could (laughs) add probably much more than what you guys have already said. I'm super excited about Streets of Rage. I I, I love that game. And the fact that it has uh, local co-op. Whatever Wi-Fi is mm, is really nice really cool. I want to try that out. Uh, but have we have you? Do we know if you can do it? Uh, is like cross-platform, so iOS to to Android. Can you play it that way together? Ooh, no idea. No idea. I don't have any Android devices to test that. Oh, actually, I do have an Android. I do. Device, so I'm gonna I hate it. So I'll try it. Yeah, I might try it later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, uh, I think I, I did see that Bayonetta 1 is a download only, so you're not going to get a card. Oh, I thought it was a separate disc. No, no, no. So it's not going to come yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Card. All right. All so right, Bayonetta well. 1 is going to be download only, which is kind of a bummer, but um, at least I won't be able to make that mistake that I made the first time where you're. I, I heard you say that, Blake, uh, but <laughs> I, I traded it in, and then yeah. like weeks later, or it was like, so, you know, somewhat later it skyrocketed in price because it was a very limited release yeah. i guess and then nintendo uh re uh i guess they sent another uh batch of games but they didn't include bayonetta one in that yeah. that second round of Bayonetta two so i won't have to worry about that this time around but i'm super <laughs> excited about that i'm gonna buy it again like you said i would <laughs> i'm definitely gonna do that um bayonetta three is gonna be awesome and it just it still sucks though that why is Nintendo, the only one saving this franchise. It's one of Sega's most creative and amazing franchises that they've done in the past, what, 10 years, and they don't even seem to care that much about it. Yeah, uh, I, I think the value in having the franchise on the Switch isn't so much that it sells copies, as that it attracts people to the console. 
Sure, just, but it's just the frustrating that Sega seems to not have any interest in it. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's basically Platinum Games and Nintendo now, I guess. Uh, but Sega holds the, the keys to the car, as it were. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't have it unless you put our name on it. Yeah. Uh, I just think people, how amazing would it be to have, you know, a super like high-res version for the Xbox One X? Yeah. Just to yeah. see what kind of, PS4 just from a technical standpoint, that they could do with that series. I think that would be awesome. But now, I mean, I'm... I'm complaining, I know, but I'm just happy that it's a thing. But, you know, it's we obviously know the Switch in comparison to the the PS4 and the Xbox One is, you know, very, you know, um, it's not nearly as powerful. And so we're not going to get as much fidelity and everything else that we would be able to get. We're going to get so. a shittier game, Chris. We know what we're saying. That's we what I was trying saying. to say. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is pretty much what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. But... It is good news. I'm just happy that this series is still alive and kicking because it's it's one of yeah. my my all time favorite. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's yeah. all I wanted to say. Cool. Persona yeah. Five is awesome too. I, I love that game. It's good to see it get some recognition. I'm I'm really happy about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, have you actually played it, Chris? I obviously I don't have PS4, so I've nicely played it. So not only. Have I played it? But I own both the PS3 and PS4 versions. Whoa. Wait, is on the PS3 as well? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? I thought that's in Japan it, for some reason. No, no, no. They released it out in the West, but it's so Ooh. amazing. I bought it just because I wanted to see what it was going to be like on the PS3. It's it's really amazing what they were able to do on the PS3. I mean, this it it is easily the best looking PS3 game. Okay, it's it's so mm. amazing. Cool. And it's the the loading is is quite a bit more than what you see on the PS4. But for everything else, I mean, most everything else looks really good compared to the PS4 version. They it's it's really surprising. I would just get it just for the novelty of owning it on the PS3. It's it's that cool. <laughs> well, I'll maybe I'll try and find it over here then. Like if it's because I haven't seen it on the PS3 over here. I've only seen like copies on the PS4. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'm sure I can find it somewhere. Uh, actually, is PS3 region free? Yes. Okay, maybe I'll pick up an American version then. There we go. That'll do. Eee, yep. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so are we ready to move on to the feature discussion? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so as this is probably our last Nerdcast of the year before Christmas and the New <clears> Year <throat> starts and stuff, and we're going to go away and do family-type things and probably not have enough time for this, we are going to have a quick look back at uh, 2017, but in a slightly different way. Um, rather than doing like a breakdown of all the best things and the worst things and stuff, we're going to... Well, I guess it's actually kind of what I'm, what I'm about to do is what I just said. Uh, we're going to look at Sega's most surprising and disappointing moments of 2017, uh, just based on what we personally believe. Uh, it's not necessarily what you might believe, but uh, just like one or two things just that sort of stood out of us as either being... Not necessarily bad, but disappointing. So it could still be a quite a good thing, but disappointing to you for some, whatever reason, or surprising in that you didn't expect it to be this good. Uh, so yeah, uh, who wants to kick it off? Requiem. Okay, sure. Uh, I, actually, I'm looking at the the outline here. So you've already Graham, you've laid claim to one of my disappointing. Ooh. I think. <laughs> so I'll let you uh, discuss that. So I will go with. Oh gosh, gotta come with something else. You know what was disappointing to me was I got 
the big bad Sonic Mania special edition thing mm-hmm. that came with the statue. Oh, yeah. And what's disappointing to me is that on my my statue, and as I understand it, every other one, when you flip it on, the light doesn't come on. Not because there's not a light in it, but because if you take it apart, the wires aren't connected to the light. And if you actually go online, you can find YouTube no. tutorials on how to fix this oh my because gosh. they just manufactured it wrong. So, okay, you want to turn this thing on? I don't know why they didn't solder these wires in. God. So, did I, Sega ever acknowledge that? Uh, I I don't know if they never ever said anything about. It. What are they going to do? Recall it just so they can solder some wires? I mean, still well, you can flip it on. It still goes Sega does all the thing, but it's got a light there, and it's meant to, it's meant to light up when you when you flip it on. It's just uh, the wires, for whatever reason, I'm sure whatever Chinese factory they got it from just didn't <laughs> connect the wires. That's and hilarious. And it's, a, I think, a universal flaw in every single one of them. And like I said, if you want yours to light up and you know how to solder things and you've got the tools to do so, you can find a very you – know, what looks to be very simple YouTube tutorials on how to do it. And that's what's so fu- – it's funny that it's this – Small thing that's all over, you know, that it was so ubiquitous to that thing that none of it, none of them worked. If I'm wrong and any of you out there got one that came out of the box and that light lit up, sure, let me know. But I think it was 100% um, flaw in I that step. I remember if my one did turn on. I've got, I've got one. Um, it's in my box. I put it, I put it back in the box securely though, and I can't be bothered to get out right now because it's not full of shit. Well, there's no point in trying to prove me wrong right now. Just take my word. <laughs> That's 100. They all don't work, except maybe the British ones. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe Sega Europe did just, it right. Yeah, maybe they maybe they fixed it. <laughs> What's so. kind of funny though is the the Sega Genesis flashback has the opposite problem because its power light stays on no matter what. The weird thing oh, about it plugged in. Even if it's plugged in, because okay, the okay. reason why is the light isn't powered through the AC, like the power cable. It's powered through the HDMI cable. So the only way to turn the light off is to unplug the HDMI cable in the back of the unit. Huh. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I noted it in my in my review uh, on, on Sega Nerds and in Megavisions, but apparently they have... They have come out and said that that's going to be fixed in next year's version. That it's going to okay. be all power through. But the until so. then, one out of ten light doesn't go off. <laughs> right. So yeah, every time I walk by my unit, like at night, you'll see this like red beam of light shining in our, our game room. And it's Just like shake oh, your yep. head at it, a little tear drops on your I know, face. It's funny, and that, you know, what, like, that's probably one of the the only. I don't know. The, one of the biggest design flaws of of the system itself. I, I think it's a, a decent unit. It's it's got a lot of. It gets a lot of hate just because it's, it has at games on it. But for what is it is, I, I think it's a it's fine. So I okay, so I think we've think. determined that yeah, LEDs was Sega's biggest problem <laughs> this year. <laughs> but uh, so are we doing dip- disappointing first, or should I go ahead and go into my most? Let's do disappointing and- first. Okay, so so whoever's up next, uh, Chris or Graham, go fight for which one goes next. I'll um, go next. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so mine is that Sega never announced a Shinmu One and Two HD mm, uh, yeah. coming because I, I there has just been so much positive 
uh, feelings and just positive coverage about Shinmu the past couple of years. And for whatever reason, Sega, it, it seems like they flirt with the idea every so often, like Sega of Europe, when they were doing that, that Sega channel YouTube thing that they, they acknowledged it there and said that they were going to, you know, try to take it back to the Sega of Japan and see what they can do. And, and whatever it might be. And I, I continue to hear rumors from different people that, oh, it, it might be coming or it might be real this time. And, you know, different websites report on it every so often because some weird Russian retail uh, retailer listing on their website for it. But just for whatever reason, Sega has not uh, announced anything for it. And it's just, it's really frustrating. Why? And I would, even if... It, I would appreciate if Sega could just explain some of the reasons as to maybe why they can't do it, if that's yeah. the case. If it's a licensing thing, why can't they just communicate that instead of just completely, you know, uh, not talking about it? At least that would give fans a reason to say, okay, I, I can understand why they can't do that. Maybe it's just not uh, feasible from a money standpoint to go back and, and work on the game and do all that stuff to it. I can understand that. But I do think that this past year's E3 would have been an awesome opportunity to announce uh, a Shinmu 1 and 2 HD. Uh, because up until that time, Shinmu 3 was still scheduled. Someone else didn't know. I think announcing Shinmu 1 and 2 during E3 and saying that they were going to announce it in the, the Shinmu 3 you know window or whatever that was going to be would have been an awesome thing. And for me, that was the most disappointing uh, aspect of uh this year yeah, definitely. I, I don't know about you but i actually lost you there for a second chris but i i got what you were saying about it would have been a perfect time for uh yeah to then to announce it during e3 and stuff because of shemu 3 was meant to be coming out is that right yep that's yeah, cool. that's right excellent good yeah so you just the key moments you suddenly just cut out for me uh, <laughs> i don't know if that came up in the recording but just in case it did uh, that's my life that's your life, yeah. Oh, man. Um, for me, my most disappointing is Sega Forever. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think the games that have come out are bad per se or anything like that. However, from when Sega Forever was first teased and sort of first sort of kind of announced, it sounded like it was going to be an awesome thing where it's, it almost sounded to me like it's going to be like a Netflix or or maybe even a Steam style store that you could download to your your iPhone, your Android device, maybe even on Windows or something on consoles. That'd have been cool. And through this service, you could download new new Sega games, um, well, old Sega games, but different ones that'd be coming out as they're released. But across all the different platforms, so like Saturn games, Dreamcast, you know, all of them basically. And it sounded like it was going to be a freaking amazing idea. However, it turned out. It's not a sort of single service. It's they're just basically releasing or re-releasing the retro games just through standard app stores on iOS and Android. And it's like, I don't know. It's like this is no different to what they've been doing in the past. They'd already released sort of you know the Sonic games, some of the other Mega Drive games they've already released through the app store and stuff. So it's like, is this any difference? And it, the only difference really is that 
now you can get them free but you have to have adverts yeah uh, and they've got this overlay thing which a lot of people weren't happy with because it actually slowed down the game on certain devices i mean when it first came out that's the other thing when it first came out it released five games and on my android tablet which was only it's less than a year old i think at this point my android tablet it, it's not the best android tablet but it's not the worst half the games i couldn't play like they were um like kid comedian was unplayable for me i was just like this is ridiculous um they've since updated them they are working better but it just felt like the launch of it could have been a little bit better i know there's i know there's like a million android tablets and stuff out there that so it's hard to tune them all to everything but these games are like 30 years old now and stuff they've been running on phones before they've been years whoa (laughs) chris just got major feedback just then i think um yeah sorry um yeah and it just it just seemed like a massive disappointment to me that they they could have done so much more with the service and they still can do more with the service i think they they could even retry and jig it to be a bit like the steam service almost where you can get the games and also the other annoying thing is the advert for the game was saying hey like every single sega game from every generation every system that we've released out on coming to your mobile device or whatever they've only released mega drive games so far or genesis games if you will and it's like yeah that's cool that's great but pretty much all these games we've seen already on mobile um i mean beyond oasis and eswat i think are two games that haven't really been released before um and i do love beyond oasis i think it's such an amazing sort of zelda style rpg but yeah i don't know i I, i'm enjoying sega forever i like the games that are coming out but i just think they could have done something so much more of it and it could have been an amazing achievement it could have like blown you know it could have blown all other services out of the water and get people really excited but it just hasn't really done that at all so yeah i think i think crazy taxi was actually given the sega forever treatment so that's the one non (laughs) genesis slash mega drive green thing yeah Again, it's the, it's the same game that you already had on your iPhone if you already bought it. Yeah. But now it's got the nice little yellow border and the ability to play with ads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's another thing that a lot of people are annoyed about. They'd bought the games already, and then suddenly it's like, oh, now it's got adverts. Oh, you can turn the adverts off. But it's kind of just like, I already had this game, and now you've sort of made it worse by adding an extra menu system to it and stuff. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fine, but I don't know. It just could have been better, basically. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, that's uh, those are my two cents, basically. So should we go on to the most surprising? I'm not sure if Chris is my Sure, is maybe again. Chris. Yeah, maybe that sound was him. Chris, Cutting say out. something. Say hi. No, he, he he's not talking. All right. <laughs> he's gone. Chris has left he's us, gone. unfortunately. Um Right, okay, so, yeah, Requiem. All right, so the most surprising, um, I I did think kind of hard about this, but I think the most surprising thing for me has been all of the super awesome special editions that Sega's been putting out for the Yakuza games, because Yakuza 0 got a really slick special edition with the steel book and the... uh, was the business card holder and all that sort of thing. Even Yakuza Kiwami game with the awesome steel book and the Yakuza six has this giant special edition with this like set of tumblers and ice cube things. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, this is really cool. And the thing that's what makes it so surprising. is not that someone puts out special editions for you to spend more money, but that they're giving that series this much of a push at this stage in the game 
considering that it's always been a series that they've had trouble selling in the West, mm-hmm. or at least they say they have, to the point where Yakuza 5 wasn't even released physically on the PS3. Yeah. So it's just like out of nowhere, it's like, okay, Yakuza 0 is coming out. What do you got to do? Let's just throw a bunch of money at it and hope people will buy the special edition. And it's just that's not a Sega decision. That's a very un-Sega thing to do for anything that's not Sonic. Yeah. To yeah. put that much um yeah, faith behind a series like that when they're, you know, they're what well five almost six games in if you count uh, Dead Souls and they kept seeing, you know, declining sales and they're like, I don't know if we're going to release the thing and then just boom here. You know, <laughs> buy the business card holder with the steel book and I'll buy the steel book for the re-release and I'll buy the one with the cups. Like Dang. Yeah. So they're finding all kinds of fun ways for me to throw money at them. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's very surprising decision. It's a very, I think, neat. It's a very cool thing to see uh, that they are giving this series a proper uh, investment as far as uh, promoting the thing with stuff like that, as opposed to just letting the games kind of, oh, okay, fine, we just need to get it out, out digital, digital or something, or something like, like that. So that's, so that's my most surprising. Most those releases and uh, well, Yakuza Six isn't out yet, but you can you could pre-order it and see these special editions and stuff. So I would say that that surprised me the most about uh, this past year. Awesome, yeah, definitely. I, I can completely agree with that as well, actually. Um, but for me, I think Chris is still having microphone troubles. Um, uh, but for me, I think. This is actually an Atlas game, but as Sega owns Atlas now, it's kind of a Sega game in a way. Um, it was Rock of Ages 2, uh, which came out on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and I think PC as well. Um, now, I played Rock of Ages originally briefly. If you don't know about it, you're basically, you play a giant boulder who's, um, like, uh, I guess you go through different moments in time effectively, and you basically got to roll down a hill, smash through like the castle doors, of of your opponent and crush a either a historical or a mythical uh uh character in time and you win you win basically but within that you have like a tower defense style game where the other your opponent's also rolling their boulder downhill so you can put up these sort of different sort of tower defense type style things to try and stop them either destroy their boulder or just make it so that you slow them down enough that you win because your boulders basically almost roll at the same time but if you take longer to get down the course than your other the opponent's boulder then um eventually they could win because they can smash the door before before you can um and okay yeah, so it I, becomes a race sort of in that it's almost a race mode? element it's a, there's a race element in that who can basically break down the door before the other opponent you've got you've got your basically you got your opponent's door and you've got your door so you're both trying to smash down each other's doors basically um and you're both going down exactly the same courses but they're sort of from different hills if that makes sense um and you can you can sort of see in the corner there's like a little window that shows you what what the other boulder's doing and between basically between goes your boulder has to be built so you've got these like little men building a boulder it's quite that's the thing about the game it's actually very comical um and then you get like you get different sort of traps like and they're not they're not just like cannons you do get cannons and things but you also get funny things like you get like um sort of cows that are like on balloons and if you run into them the cow like attaches to you <laughs> and stuff um, oh no it's not a cow it's a, it's a lion sorry there's lions and the lions come down and start clawing at you and stuff and uh yeah it's just there's a lot of funny things that happen and um are you familiar with monty python at all 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Dave, definitely familiar. Dave, remember the animations in Monty Python, which are like almost cut out um, paintings. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's that basically. The humor is very similar to that. The art, uh, the anim, the the cutscenes and stuff are all like that. The game is in three D, huh. but the cutscenes and the characters yeah. are all flat two D, sort of like. And it's just a very funny game, and um, it's weird. I couldn't play it for like hours on end, but I'd play it for like an hour or so. Stop. And be like, oh, I'm good, and then like about half an hour later, I'd be like, I really want to play that game again, and so I'll get back on it again. Uh, huh. It's got a really fun multiplayer mode. Uh, you've got like co-op mode. You've got death matches. You can go online death matches. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I I was just surprised at how much I enjoyed the game, and because I played, as I say, I played the original. The original was fine and good fun, and Rock of Ages two just adds on that more. And you get different rocks as well. You get different rocks that do different things. You get like one which is like a big beach ball, which basically it can't take much damage and it'll pop or you get one which you can do a double jump or you get one which has got like a it's almost like a little planet with a moon that moves around it which destroys obstacles as it goes and hits into them and stuff and yeah i think it's worth checking out if you haven't played rock of ages 2 definitely check it out um i downloaded it on my xbox one and i thought it was just a great game um yeah a lot of fun with that one so that was my most surprising release of the year i think yeah, you and I were talking before we started about all the stuff we own that we haven't played. And I have the first one on Xbox 360. I've got digitally, you know, I, I got on sale some week on uh, Xbox Live, and I have not played it. I just do it with some sort of – I yeah, I was kind of thinking it was like Rampart plus Bowling. Right. That's how it kind of seemed to me. And that kind of sounds like what you're describing. So, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. something interesting. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Once you, I think you have to do the tutorial level. The tutorial, that's the other thing. The tutorial level is actually really good. Like, I normally hate tutorials. I hate them. But this I sort of did it and I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. This is really good. This makes, this is good. And then it threw me into the game and I still had to sort of work it out a bit myself, but it worked really well. And yeah, generally I'm just like, I hate tutorials, but I don't think I think you don't even need to do the tutorial if you don't want to. I think it's just like a because you you basically at the start of the game you're rolling around a big map, like a world world map, almost like I guess Mario World for example. You know, you can, you can open up paths to different levels and stuff depending on what you do. And the first first bit, I think there's two levels that are open. You one of them's tutorial, one of them's not. I think you can just roll to the next one straight away if you wanted to. Uh, so yeah, you got the mm. option there. As far as I remember, it's been a while since I played it a few months ago. Now I can't remember things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, cool. Well, I, I guess we still have no Chris. We have no Chris. Chris, Chris disappeared. And okay, so his most disappointing moment of 2017 was not being here to discuss. Absolutely, his most disappointing, <laughs> and surprising moment. Yeah. Um, so I guess we've quite just got enough time for what we've been playing. If you want to go for that, yeah, sure. Uh, just uh, most recently, I guess what I've been playing is uh, I, I got Gunman Clive HD Collection. I got that on the Wii U for uh, Cyber Monday sale, which has both Gunman Clive One and Two, which were originally 3DS games. If uh, people are unaware of what they are, and they're indie games, so I don't expect okay. anyone to know what yeah, they are. No they're kind of like a uh, they're kind of like a Western themed Mega Man platformer. Okay. If if that makes a lot of sense where you play as Clive the gunman and he, you know, goes to all these very, very strange levels. It gets very, very crazy by the end. Um I don't you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not spoiling any need to do, but play in old West stages. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have the first game on 3DS, and I played it a while back and and, and beat it. But uh, the second game came out, and I never bought it on on anything. And so I went ahead and got this collection so I could play the second game and. Uh, I think it was like two bucks for the whole thing. It's pretty cheap on Wii U, even when it's not on sale. I think it's four dollars or something like that for the eight, for the collection of both. And so I do very much recommend them. They're very they're very good. They're I don't think they're that hard, but um, if you've played Mega Man games on NES, they're about that hard. Maybe uh, the second game introduces some sort of like three D stages where you could be behind a horse. Riding a horse, jumping over some like logs and shooting at some guys coming at you, which is interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of what else added in the second game, but it's got a really unique look. It's got a really unique style. It's not an eight bit style game, so I keep called, uh, comparing it to Mega Man. It still looks like a stylish, modern, independent okay. game. Yeah, uh, it's got. It still has hand drawn. Well, actually, I think it's probably three D models, but they made them look hand drawn. And it's really cool. Anytime anyone asks about uh, indie games or cheap games or games with cowboys or westerns or anything, I always say, just get Gum and Clive because the price is <laughs> can't beat the price. It's like two to four bucks depending on what you're playing it on. Watch a video of it online. It's really a fun game. Um, otherwise, I beat them both within a day. Neither one of them are super long. They're only about the same length as old NES games also. So like 10 to 15 stages each maybe. Um, but I also have uh, Nier Automata on my Christmas list, but I haven't actually played the first game yet, so I've been playing the first Nier on Xbox 360 because uh, I hate playing stuff. I hate playing a sequel that I haven't played the first game. Mm, yeah. Um, it's a different main character than the, than Automata. It's a male character, and I really don't know how much connected the two games are. So if you're someone who's played this, you know the new Automata. I didn't ever really heard of anyone talking about the first game very much, but it's kind of a bizarre game. Very much an adult game. Don't play it with kids around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm digging it so far. It's uh, you know, I imagine like Automata, sort of a Zelda-ish sort of thing, but the combat's quicker, more action-oriented. Some you know RPG elements, puzzle elements, kind of stripped out from it, but still has a giant overworld and uh, that you go through and find certain things and progress the story that way with side quests and stuff like that. So it's it's, it's a very quirky game. I'm enjoying it, but uh, that's what I've been playing. Year and and Gunman Clive HD Collection. So awesome. Great. What about you? Oh, well, um, it's a bit annoying that Chris isn't here because he, on his list, he has Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh. I played the crap out of Xenoblade Chronicles X, although I never actually finished it on the, on the Wii U. And I, th- that game sort of amazed me and the, the scale of everything. Like, it was such a cool game. So I'd love to see, hear his thoughts on the Chronicles 2, see how it holds up and what it's like. Uh, but we're not going to be able to do that. So what have I been playing? <laughs> but we can't do that today no. because Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris's computer sucks today. Um, I have, as I said at the start, actually, I've been playing around with my Dreamcast capture device and I thought it was a good opportunity for me to try and record some Dreamcast games. So I've been playing a lot of Pen Pen Triisalon, um, and also Hydro Thunder. Um, so Pen Pen Triisalon, both of them are racing games, but Pen Pen Triisalon, if you don't know about it, you're playing these sort of 
penguin-like alien creatures um, and you're in like these races which are kind of like triathlons where you have sort of a running or waddling if you because they're penguins I guess um, swimming and uh, skating where you sort of skate on your belly um, like uh, in each race you basically do those three things at, at least once sometimes you do them more um, and I just think it's a really fun game um, I, I played it originally when it first came out and uh, yeah I playing it again I just I forgot how much fun it was um, it's the downside is though it's one of the shorter racing games or Dreamcast games out there you can easily do it in under a day like unlock everything basically uh, oh. it's, it's got four four different courses or four different worlds and each course has got three different difficulties and the be- beginner one's super easy the medium one it's the same length of the course but they add in a few obstacles and then the hard one the courses get longer and they add in more obstacles and the one thing about this game is the obstacles actually do affect the game like like if you play mario kart or even sonic and sega racing games you have like obstacles that like things that might jump out at you like i don't know like a chain chomp i remember in one of the mario karts a chain chomp would jump out on the track but the track's so wide at that point that you can easily avoid it in this the they they have like for example there's like uh, on one of the levels there's like a room where you walk into and the whole room starts spinning around basically or the floor starts spinning around and there's only one other exit and you've got to try and get to the exit and the room's spinning and it's it's really disorientating and there's so many times i've been in first place and then i've gone they've come i come out of that room last because all the other characters managed to get through before i could um or there'll be like windmills or boulders falling down that just knock you out and it's just kind of cool the fact that the obstacles actually get in the way um and just in general i just think it's a fun racing game i just wish they'd done a bit more like more levels or more tracks to it that would have been so cool um and hydro thunder um is actually more of a recent pickup of mine i've had it over a little while but um not really played it all the way through i played most of it uh and i just really like hydro thunder in general i've played it like i downloaded the xbox live arcade version before in the past there's one on windows 10 like a windows 10 app you can download which i love um i just think they're really fun games and the dreamcast version is really good um the the thing is though the dreamcast version the first track is terrible <laughs> it's like a really boring track and then suddenly all the other tracks are amazing like the first track's just like have you played it recently or can you remember it at all hydro thunder i have not played it recently I, the most recently i played it was on 360 i have it on oh, okay but, so uh, i don't remember it being that bad i don't remember a, a crappy track at the beginning yeah on on the original dreamcast game which i think is different to the xbox live one you basically got like in a stadium almost and like the track's very linear it's, it's like very, you've got a few corners and stuff and a couple of jumps like little ramps on the course which is fine and it's kind of fi- fun but it's not that amazing and then like the next course like in a jungle or something and you've got like a massive waterfall you fall off and and like rapids and stuff and like different like tunnels you can go through and it's and there's like ships on the water that like like massive like a cruise ship that can bump into you and stuff and it's like whoa this is awesome <laughs> and the, the first track is just like yeah i'm just driving around and then so the next track's like whoa um so yeah it's just the, the difference is just crazy um and oh yeah i really enjoy hydro thunder i think it's it's, it's a surprisingly difficult game as well you you have to come at like least third in a race to unlock the next track because it's based on an arcade game 
and the difficulty is still kind of there like there's been a few tracks I've had to play through many times to even just get to the next track um, and they've got a decent number of tracks there I guess especially for an arcade game uh, it's got like 9, 10, 11, 12 I think it's got 13 tracks in total um, which is pretty decent so yeah um cool i well I, th- I think that's it is that it requiem yeah i think that is pretty much it yeah it was a pretty yeah. good pick i know pin pinch rice specifically is one that i didn't really spend much time with that's i don't know i've played it much of any other than seeing it on a, a demo console at a like eb or something way back uh, but since then i've heard a lot of people kind of praise another thing yeah. it's the sega addicts play it almost every year when they do their dreamcasts oh. As well, they should do. Yeah, they, they yeah. seem to have a lot of good things to say about it. But yeah, I think one of these days, one of these days, when I have yeah, all the well, time in the world, I'll just spend it on Pen Pen. Yeah, I think if you love Mario Kart style games, you probably will be disappointed by this because it's not a Mario Kart style game, even though it looks like one from the outset. But if you like fun racing games that just aren't serious and a little bit wacky, then it is really fun. Um, so. I hate fun racing games. Oh, okay. Well, then <laughs> definitely don't play this. Play a boring racing game. Like, play a uh, play a terrible racing game. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, I think that's time for the to wrap up the show. Chris hasn't yeah. got back online, so we can probably round this up. Um, if you want to get in touch with us. You can do via email on saganerds at gmail.com. We are also on the social medias uh, with Twitter at saganerds, Facebook at the saganerds, um, and Requiem. Do you want to? Have you ever got a Twitter handle or anything you want to pass out? You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, yeah, you can, you can reach me pretty much on all social media platforms as uh, at unbound requiem that's one word so unbound requiem yes excellent good i stuff. think that's pretty much me everywhere you go <laughs> um, yeah. so, um if you want to follow me on twitter for some reason uh i'm at graham cookson um nothing nothing too interesting i normally just retweet about sega stuff or some gaming stuff and that's probably about it um, <laughs> um all right we can plug megavisions here read megavisions oh, yeah. by megavisions yeah. uh, that's i don't think sister- we have it yeah well, that's our yeah. sister publication if you don't know megavisions magazine another great thing it's all about sega you can download it on android ios windows um yeah it's a digital magazine it's really fun uh requiem's got his own uh uh, article there every issue um, always slightly controversial always a bit of fun I think um, good stuff are they controversial I don't think I've ever uh, no. no I refuse okay. to believe it <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um <laughs> But yeah, we've got some other great features. If uh, <laughs> if you don't like controversial things, then uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got many other cool features and stuff on there, so check it out. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. Yeah, cheers for that, guys. And uh, thanks for listening. Star Wars. It's great in the arcade. Whoa! TIE FIGHTERS! FIREBALLS! COMING RIGHT AT ME! Watch the laser towers! Aim for the tops! Pick in the kite out! Use the force! They're coming too fast! It's way! It's way! My shields are gone! Alright! Stop going in! Oh, some game, huh? SOME GAME! In a galaxy of video games, there is only one. Star Wars, the arcade.